Sound of a Town with Shosha McCann. Hello and welcome along to another edition of Sound of a Town with me, Shosha McCann. And this week I am joined by Lawrence, one half of the duo that make up Negro Impacto, aka Strangelove. Yep. Lawrence, thanks a million for coming down. No worries. Thanks for having me in the in the cabin. Uh, it's been a, an eventful year and a half for yourself and Chai Chai. Yeah, yeah, Chichi. Chichi, sorry, should be giving We better just give her a shout out while we start. She is currently where doing what? Did you say? Uh, so Chichi is in Uttarakhand at the moment, doing her masters in law for the next year. Yeah. Wow, that's heavy stuff. That's mm. uh, fair play. One year. Uh, yeah, one year. Um, it'll fly by, I'm sure. But uh, as you can imagine, it's a it'll be an intense one. So yeah, she has yeah, to keep yeah. the head but, down. Uh, best of luck, best of luck to her with that. And you've yeah. just taken on. You've gone back to do a course as well. More yeah. local. Uh huh. You're, you're oh, more, oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in DKT. Yeah, just up the road. Thankfully, it's just a, it's an arts degree. So yeah, looking forward to it. It's good so far. You enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. It's Brilliant. good. Yeah. So Negro Impacto. I've read or I've heard just talking about this story. It kind of came together over lockdown. Yeah, yeah, like through the summer of lockdown. Yeah, but we knew each other before. But uh, so far as like making music, it started during lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. But you're both from town. Yeah, yeah, both from town. Uh, both like, well, we both lived in and around the same area too, like towards like Tuberona. And then Chi Chi lived like in um, was a foreign drag, like yeah. yeah, she lived like in there. So we were quite close to each other. So, but but you didn't? Did I read or did I hear you saying that you actually met in Dublin for the first time at a skate thing? Yeah, yeah, we met in a skate park in in Dublin. Like it's a place called Cork Street or Weaver Park. But um, but I recognised Chi Chi from town. But uh, that's where we first like formally met. Or at least like, like we sort of reintroduce each other to each other because yeah, yeah. we knew each other growing up. And we're like, oh, I know you from from town, and then yeah, that's that's how that happened. And so the dynamic of the band when it's just the two you you make the beats. Yeah, I I produce everything. And uh, she writes the lyrics. She writes the lyrics. Yeah, it's kind of changed now a bit. Like we're we're both trying to do like just more. Like she's trying to produce more, and I'm trying to write more, but. Yeah, for the most part, that's that's the setup. And um, but when you play live, you're both musicians. You play the bass sometimes, and yeah. she plays the guitar sometimes. And then you have a third, uh, another guy who plays guitar with you when you're playing it live. Yeah, yeah, we have um, our friend Matthew, who's a guitarist, and then we have another addition to the band as well, um, Diamond. She's from Cork. She plays the keys, trumpet, and she sings as well. So all right, cool. Yeah, like um. Because she lives in Cork, though, it can be hard to sort of navigate being at the same gigs together because it's like a six hour drive for it's like for some of her, some of the gigs. So but hopefully we can get her like um, a bit more involved and then just build on the band a bit more. But yeah, it's just hard to find people that are like closer to Dundalk to play with you. So, yeah. Yeah. But so you have that 
so you can expand and it can be it goes from a two piece to a four piece yeah depending on on where you are what you're doing at the time yeah yeah just it's just like it's it's a cool option to explore because it sort of like reimagines the songs in a live context because the songs were made in our rooms so we were never really thinking of like oh someone could play drums on this or at least with the initial songs we made weren't really thinking of like having a full-on band but now the more that we're playing live and the more confident we're getting we're just like thinking of like it shouldn't just be oh like songs that you listen to in your room like let's like make a live experience out of it so like you're saying you know when you get more confidence but you've done all together now i was at that one at the the wee stage it's a great setup and it was a great gig for you guys like it seemed to really work oh yeah this is was that was this summer or yeah no last year oh last yeah, year, yeah 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 uh where the rum bar was and then you done ep this year yeah yeah we did ep this year um did ep did it all together now body and soul uh forbidden fruit but like we've been we've been very lucky we sort of feel like we've been cheating people in a way because uh we're like um one of our friends I don't think he meant to say it in this way, but I understand what he means when he was like, it's mad how far you have gotten just off of like a few songs. Cause, and it's true. Cause like, we didn't think that we were going to be playing festivals or anything, doing anything after we were just like, Oh, let's just make music. And just because we've nothing else to do and it's something that we want to do. But a lot of bands make it big just off one track. Yeah, true. Just off the back of one track. And you guys put it, did you start with an EP? Was there a single before the EP or did you just go with the whole EP? It was, it was a single, like we had a single, um, called lockdown syndrome. Yeah. And, um, that did well. Uh, so far as like, I think it's the first time even people within Dundalk were aware that we were musically knowledgeable to do anything. Cause a lot of our friends just didn't really know what we were into at that point. And then we released an EP, uh like a few months after yeah like a, like all in all it's like six songs yeah but can i ask you then about that about you're saying a few people in in dundalk didn't uh didn't really realize that you were putting together stuff like that is there um because of it, your sound is is obviously it's urban it's kind of hip-hop is there a scene in dundalk for that and obviously dundalk is a wealth of musicians and we're gonna have loads of them mm-hmm. we've had some of them in here already and we hope to have loads more but is there a good urban scene or do you feel that you had to kind of expand out of town to build on it? Um, well, like, I don't really know. Uh, like, I, I can only speak so far as, like, they're, like our friends are definitely into, like, a, a broad range of things. So, like, so far as, like, a, like a quote-unquote urban scene, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be too, like, I guess, like, I, I, I wouldn't say there necessarily is, like, an urban scene, but there definitely is, like, a a wide range of people that are doing things that are like, I guess like multifaceted. Like there's a lot of like rappers just say like, there's the likes of like a young guy called Reggie B. Like he'd be more on this sort of like, you know, like drill music type of like yeah. end of things. And then there are a lot of singers that we'd know. Like um, we're actually, we're playing the spirit store on December 23rd. And there's a girl called Tola that's making music from Dundalk. And, and even last December, we had someone uh, called Fabiana, that's a local musician, and Toshin as well, who's from Dundalk. So, yeah, like, I, I don't think there's, like, not in the same way as, like, I don't know, like, where you can see there's a definitive, like, yeah. dance music techno scene or a definitive, like, you know, quote-unquote rock scene. Yeah. I, I feel like there are people that dabble in it, but they, like, even for us, we wouldn't, we wouldn't really call ourselves, like, you know, I can see why people would use the urban sort of, like, word or, like, R&B, 
but we wouldn't we wouldn't really see it as that it's just like a mix of things and whatever people's point of reference is i can understand why they'd say oh this is what it is well the, the new track actually that i wanted to get on to a little bit later we talk about it now just to say uh, maybe it's it's got a bit more of an indie feel to it. It, it it's a lot more certainly sounds to me to be a bit more kind of I want to say guitar, but not even guitar-based, instrument-based and opposed to just beats-based, if that's mm-hmm. true enough. Is that right? Am I right there, mate? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot more live-sounding. Like, we yeah. got, um, like, we, like, it, it did sound, it did start off as, like, just, like, um, uh, like, it sounded like it was made on a computer, I guess you want to say. Like, the, the beats, like, were all programmed, and the only thing that was, I guess, like, instrumentally real was, like, the vocals, guitar, and bass, and, it was sort of like it was a song that was made under pressure like we were gonna do it was a tg Cahar thing that they asked us to do and we were just gonna well i i thought it'd be just easier for us to perform a song that we had already written but uh, chi chi was like we should try actually do something new for it but we had like a week so and with our work rate as well like we're not the most prolific like (laughs) songwriters so I was like, if we, if you can write something in a few days to this, then fair enough. And I sort of gave her like a melody idea that I, I had had. And then she sort of took it and just like went like that way with it and came back with a full on song and we're like, oh, this is class. But then since then, and that was like two years ago, I think. Yeah, two years ago. But since that point, it's developed into like, oh, maybe you should change the lyrics here or like, oh, maybe we should get a live drummer or maybe you should add more guitar here. So it was like a lot of like just like t- like tapping away at it and just like sort of working through each other's differences because we liked the song but we were like oh it isn't ready it isn't ready and then like once we were able to get like David Noonan who's in Just Mustard once he played the drums on it oh he's a drummer he plays everything like he's he's an insane producer like he's like we we had him out in Black Mountain uh, to record the drums and we asked him to record in a few other things and. He was just, it was just like, there are some things because we had our friend that was video and stuff. And there are some things that he didn't capture that was like, it was mind blowing. Like he just, anything we asked him to play, he was able to play it. And yeah, he's, he's a sicko, like one of the best, like I've ever seen for sure. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah. Isn't that great though that you have someone that you can just call it in and say, <laughs> any chance you'd come in here, you know, someone local. Yeah. You can just call it in and say, any chance you'd come in here and do this. And then you end up doing several different things. And you're it's like, deadly. Oh, yeah. It's, it definitely speaks levels to just Dundalk even, just like people want to get involved and, and help each other, whether it's people on the music end or someone to take photos or someone to, to video. Like it's all people that you know. And although like we're working towards like a common goal, like in between it, it's always just like good fun and good crack in that yeah. way. So it's, it, it, yeah, he, he really did us, did us a massive favour in that way. And yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, I actually I initially grew up by um the Mountain View, 
like the Point Road, just outside oh, okay. Omani's. Five yeah. minutes down the road from here. Then. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. Like I, I initially moved there, and then once Tubrona, once those estates were built, like whatever year that was, that's when I moved there. So I've, I've been, I've been living there ever since. Grew up there, and then uh, as recently moved out into my own place with my friends. So, but yeah, that's that's where, where I'm from. What was school? Where did you go? Did you change when you moved? Or I've I've always been in Rate Lamar. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's central enough. And where did you go secondary? Uh, the Marist. Oh, went there myself. Yeah. I'd, I'd say maybe a good few years before you. Yeah, I'd say we had the same teachers, though. It seems Probably, like none of them well, wanted to leave. Well, my daughter is there now, and she has some of the teachers that I had. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, Because <laughs> I was, yeah, I was talking I to... It's, it's a good spot. Like, even Mark Deary actually said the same. He was like, um, did you have... Um, Mr. Mr. Deary or Mr. McGill for yeah, history, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, yeah. And then he was like, I had him when I was this age. I was like, geez, that's mad. But it's funny now because when I go in, some of the teachers are people I went to school with. Yeah. And then some of the teachers are teachers that taught them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're like, yeah, I'm in here working with yeah. such and such years teachers. They're still here. And I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> Madness. Yeah. Yeah, it's good though. It was a great school. I really enjoyed it. But Same. Was it? Were you were you still in the old building or the new building? I was in the old one. You were in yeah. the old one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I preferred being in the old one, though. Like, you could get away with a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> more place <to> <laughs> <laughs> There's no cameras and everything. So just the chaos that you just had to be there sort of thing. Like, there was just so much chaos. But then once they got cameras, then... Was you the could... cameras in? There was no cameras when I was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> like, once we got into, like, fifth year, like, that's when they got the cameras in because it was just getting mad. And then, um, yeah, things got a bit more reserved, but... Yeah, people were still testing the waters when the cameras were there. So can I ask you then about growing up? Because um, you're you're Irish. You were born here in thing, but but your parents moved to Ireland. Yeah, you're telling me your dad, he your dad is from the Congo, mm-hmm. and that he's he goes back there regular, and that he's going to he's kind of involved in politics there. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually I grew up here. I'm I'm I was born in Congo, but I I did well, you grow were born up here. In Congo? Yeah, right. Yeah, but like um, my dad, yeah, it's something like he he actually only recently told me about it in depth. But like he's uh, running for like local elections in his village, so pretty much like running for, like as a as a like TD over there. Right. But um, it's something I think like politics is a bit more serious over there. I think is it? I think it's it's definitely different just because it's like different dynamic. Like people over there are definitely a lot more like poor over here. There's like the variables over there. Like it's it's a bit more intense like people like just say when you when you go home and i think anyone that does listen to this that can relate like when you do go home like people do look at you as like oh because you're able to move to europe you're rich so you should be able to help me because i can't afford to do this that and the other so like there is like a misunderstanding of how relative things are like although i'm earning more than you like i still have my own bills to pay and things to get through and you know like it's so but you do obviously understand that if like you know people are coming to you then and if you're in a position to help you should help so but obviously your dad is going back because he thinks there's something there that he can help improve on oh yeah yeah and it's something that he's passionate about it's a place that he's grown up in and he's he's seen like the struggle and has continuously seen the struggle over there yeah. like there there are people that have been in office for as long as he's remembered like or even before he was born so it, there is a lot of um there, there's there is a lot to it like it there's a lot of depth to like how i guess corrupt if you want to say uh, congo is but uh, there are people that want it to change and are trying to make some sort of change so you can only try 
So yeah, fair play to yeah. Um, it's, it's a big task to take on, I think. But so growing up, then you had a, that influence on you coming in. Was there a musical influence coming from that side as well? Um, yeah, like I, I, I would say like vicariously. It wasn't. It was never. I guess with anything, you never really are aware of like what you're into until like you look back on. Like I, my dad would have like played a lot of Congolese music in the house. Yeah whether it was like going to church or like even parties and stuff like that. And um, like for us, we'd have like these uh, cassette uh, sort of like um, things on the VCR and it would show like it would be like a cassette of like just say like uh, there's a musician from Congo called uh, Kofi Olomide and it would play all his music videos. Like it was almost like you're it's like a CD, but like uh, it was just music videos upon yeah. music videos of his and then another group called academy they're like they were big as well papa wemba was another one and you just be like watching the videos and then as a kid you're just watching them and like just because you're a kid learning and that's just how you sort of like digest information you're copying the dances and that's how you're sort of like learning about i guess your own culture in that way so yeah it was it was fun like even the, the songs are very like you know upbeat and lively so it was, it was and then fun. where did the other influences come from on this side what were you listening to where did you learn to play the bass? I just sort of taught myself. Like I, I walked into B Sharp Music and uh, they had like a, a Hofner replica. And I was like, how much is that? I literally, I, I just started working with H&M, the, the Dundalk one that just opened here at the time. And I just got paid after like certain of my emergency tax just had a huge <laughs> influx tax. of money. And I was like, oh, like what am I going to do with this? And then I saw, like, first I went to Pinstripe Punk, and then I was like, oh, I'll get this jacket. And then, <laughs> and then I went to... Um, I'm rich. I'm yeah. Not my tax back. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Just, like, young, naive, thinking I was rich. And then um, I was like, how much is that bass? And I and I recognized the bass from a, a, a Tame Impala album cover, Lonerism. And um, your man was, like, a 365, something like that. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll just buy it because I have the money. And then, yeah, I just Didn't sort of... to do it then. I, I was just like more so just listening to songs like sp- actually listening to the Lonerism album, listening to like a lot of like Queens of the Stone Age, listening to like just songs that I knew and then I would work at the bass to it. But then like just slowly understanding like, oh, I'm actually learning like this is the blues scale, like because a lot of the scales in like just say like the Lonerism album was the same. And I'd be like, oh, this is so this is what this this what this scale is, this is what that scale is. And yeah, just like sort of like learning through tunes. That's kind of how I picked up on the bass. Right, that's impressive. I have to say because I know loads of people, myself included, have got lessons and lessons and lessons and still can't play. Yeah, you know, the whole point. So the fact that you picked it up just by ear, as they say, is uh, that's pretty good. So you did a lot of different. Um, you're listening to a lot of stuff. You said like Queens of Stone Age and stuff and Tame Impala. You know, you, you must have had a huge variety of stuff you were listening to at home then yeah and just like the groups of friends like even even back to like the the thing of like i like there's a a lot of artists in dundalk or even just people like friends of ours that are into more than one thing like there's like noonan who i mentioned earlier like i actually knew him just through djing like he was a dj through the the couch crew collective like Tarek duffy and darren cooney kevin o'rourke like that group of lads that would have been a bit older than me and just seeing the stuff that they'd play and i'd be like oh what's that like what's jungle music what's dubstep what's this and then like i had another group of friends that would be into bands or 
even just seeing bands in Dundalk for the first time, like Richard Richard and the Beached Whales when they're about, and then Next Moon and just like all these people and just like talking to them, like the likes of Fahi and Joyce and be like, oh, what type of music is this? Like, oh, psych rock, what's that? And just like being inquisitive, I guess, and not being judgmental, just being open to like, okay, like I want to know what this is. I want to know what that is. When you were coming up with the, because we were talking about the the EP and stuff, the uh, Negro Impacto EP, you put the beats down at home. So how did you get into that part of music and what were you using to create those kind of beats? And what, you know, did you have something in your head that you were trying to get out, or was it just here's what I can do? I think like at the point of me, or like myself and Chichi, like making songs for the EP, like I. I sort of like gathered enough information. Like I went to like a, well, I had a small stint in a, in a course in Dunleary doing music production and just like learning. Well, for the most part, just listening to other people, like listening to other people that could make beats a lot better than I could. Like even my friends here, like again, like Tarek Duffy and a few of the lads and seeing how they did stuff. And that summer as well, like I got involved with this like mentorship program that was like online because you could only, you know, go so far as like a few kilometers. So like just finding a community of people online that were also making beats, um, whether it was like hip hop or dance music. Yeah, just sort of like listening to music again, but like songs that I had already been listening to, but with a different ear being like, okay, like, like, what is that? Like, like, okay, this is, this is what a chorus is, this is what a hook is, this is what this is. And then the beats I was making, I wasn't really, I guess like that was informing me, but I wasn't like making the songs like, okay, we're going to make a hit today. Let's go. Yeah. It was just like, oh, just like, I'm just going to make this and see how I feel about it. And I'd send it to Chi Chi and she'd be like, oh, this is cool. And then she'd sing on it. And yeah, like, so like, I, I, but I think at that point though, like if I had tried doing that and just say the summer of 2019, it would have been just like shits and farts on the computer, just like really bad. But <laughs> At that point, I felt like, okay, like, I know what I'm doing. So, yeah, I just felt more sure of my ideas at that point. So was it all kind of a learning curve and a bit experimental at the start? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I was making beats, like, remixes of, you know, like, Apple ringtones and stuff like that. Right. Like, I was making stuff like that. Or even, like, I, I so they're all on my old laptop, but, like, I have, like, a a really fast, tempo of like come out your black and tans with just a thump and kick on it just goes to to see what that sounded like just be like i wonder what that sounds like it sounds terrible by the way yeah and uh but like just things just like experiment just yeah yeah literally yeah it was, and it was all fun like even like i was i was mentioning earlier like i would have been i would have hung around avondale a, yeah. a good bit with my friends john and aaron lally and ian keenan copas as well and um we would just be making just the dumbest songs as well. Just like, just because we we knew enough to like make something that made us laugh. So we we're just like, oh, this is just good crack. So yeah. But like, I think the through line was just like enjoying it and just having fun with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make something that makes you smile. Yeah, yeah. And then when you uh, you and Chi Chi uh, hooked up, she plays guitar as well, does she? 
yeah she plays guitar um she sings primarily sings but um she can play guitar she if she were here she'd say no but she can play guitar but she does on some of the, on some of the tracks on the ep or in the video and some of the videos that i was watching online yeah with the with the live stuff she plays guitar and then with the newer stuff that we're writing like she would send me ideas like and it's her playing guitar and it's so but yeah like like this back to even the confidence thing i had to sort of be like you can't play guitar so like you should try do it live and try sing and yeah and even with me like playing bass live so like but yeah with chi chi playing guitar like it's a it's something that like she's sort of going like this way with because the ability's there but it's just the confidence and and just knowing you can do it and you can do it well so so what was the live thing then like when you because as we keep saying the first few tracks started over lockdown when nobody was able to do anything Mm -hmm. so when you were asked to do your first couple of live gigs and you had to take that onto stage how did that feel or how was there a lot of working out to do in that yeah it was um it was nerve-wracking because we didn't know like again we were like oh we're just gonna like we were buzzing that people were responding to the songs and our friends like were like impressed with it so we were happy on that level and then we were asked like there's a venue in dublin called the workman's cellar and it was like an opening weekend and i think it was like october uh coming into october even or maybe actually, sorry, it was around like the 10th of October. I just remember because our EP came out on the 4th of October, 2021. And then the week after they asked us if we wanted to play there for the opening weekend. And it was like the first time everyone was coming out their houses. Lockdown was after lifted. Lockdown. So we were like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could do it. Yeah. And then uh, we just had to try to figure things out. We got our friend, well, Chi Chi knew Matthew through skating and texted him. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll play guitar. And then um, I was just working out how to use Ableton Live. And yeah, it was the most nerve wracking thing. But uh, we were happy. We were happy that we did it. And then just from that point, it was just slowly trying to get less nervous doing gigs. Yeah. So. so what year was that? And that was 21, was it? Or 20? Was it 21? Yeah, it was 21. Yeah. yeah. So then like... you. It moves on fairly quick because when I seen you in All Together Now, that was 22. Mm. So that would have been just, so if that was October, less than a year later. Yeah. It wasn't a big stage at All Together Now, but it was a busy stage. Yeah. an awful lot of people there for that gig. Yeah. It was so sunny that day as well. I felt like like I was in Brazil or something. I was just lying in the class watching you guys go, this is class. And there was a wee rum bar behind us. uh, Yeah, that place. Yeah, that was deadly, yeah. But you know, what I'm saying is like from the first gig to a couple of months later, you got picked up to play a big festival and you got a a very good slot at it as well. Like, you know. Yeah. You've obviously impressed somewhere along the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think as well, it's a a testament just to, like just the, the right ears were listening. Like even that october gig i think maybe our second or third gig in uh charles charles hendy from the mary wallopers and angie like they were asking us if you wanted to come with them on their irish tour and we were like yeah fuck it why not and uh, the fact that they trusted us to play we because like in hindsight like we've come so far as a band but looking back then we sort of cringe at ourselves but the lads like they obviously i i think they're just great people in the way that they can yeah, yeah, they, real they, sound, honest, real honest guys. Yeah, yeah, and and even before the music, we were friends. So like they, but like they would be genuine with you if they liked the music. Then that's the reason they ask you to play. So the fact that they they saw like some sort of potential and, and believed in us in that way, and a lot of people since then, like the fact we're playing festivals, 
they've they've been able to see like okay there's potential there let's you know give them a chance and we've been very lucky that when it came to when push came to show we were like okay i think we're ready enough so but yeah like the, the festivals they they were great like and the fact that we were exposed to them so early on yeah, we're just super thankful you for that. You did a couple this year, did you? I know you just played EP, but did you f- do a few of the other ones this year? Yeah, we, we did EP, um, Forbidden Fruit, uh, Body and Soul, all together. And uh, we were able to go to Barcelona this summer as well, actually. And that was fun for Pima Revere. No way. Yeah, it was like oh, a class. it was a showcase thing. Yeah. Brilliant. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. I didn't know you did that. I didn't realize you played all together now again this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we were doing the. It was like a the Jamison stage. It was a, it was very similar vibes to to last summer. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely one of our favorite ones. To was play. that the circle thing? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the circle ah, meet yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that last year. And I have to say, but we didn't go to any festivals this year just because of one thing or another. We didn't go. Fair. So it was, yeah, it was raging. I was kind of raging at the end of the summer. I was like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so what can you do? Next year, we take three yeah. P already, but unreal. <laughs> Hopefully, the weather holds up in the yeah. same way. Well, they've moved it. They've moved it to August because it's it's twenty years since the first EP, mm. and there's all kinds of rumors about who the headline act is going to be this year. Like they're talking somebody really, really big. Like there's been, you know, who potentially? No, no, I've no idea. There's been rumors of the Stones or Beyonce or somebody like mm. that. I think they've moved it. That it's going to be roughly around the same time as Glastonbury. So mm. that if a big American artist comes over for Glastonbury, yeah, playing that, and that makes sense. Rumor is that they've already the headline acts are booked, and that's why it's been been moved. But yeah, we see. We see. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, watch how it's going to be pictured. This or something. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. <Yeah. laughs> Not there's anything wrong with picture this, but every approach of over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what you're saying. Everybody's expecting something. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect to picture this, yeah. but yeah, someone like you'd want someone massive. Hopefully, it is. That'd be deadly. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. Now, uh, twenty years old. I said the last time I went uh, was 2018, and I said, "No, I'm too old for this. I can't. Mm. Do, I can't do this yeah, anymore." Yeah. And then I had serious FOMO this year, looking at all yeah. the pictures. Like my daughter, I was 22 year old, and she was there and sending us pictures. And I was like, <laughs> you just you can't call it though. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have called it was going to be as sunny as it was. No, fun. no, yeah. absolutely. Oh yeah, the weather does make it. Like mm-hmm. the weather does absolutely make Definitely. it. Definitely. So now that uh, Chi is in uh, Chi Chi, I keep saying that wrong, guy. <laughs> yeah, Chi Chi. <laughs> she's in Holland. She's doing the Masters. Are you on a little bit of a hiatus, or is there plans? Is there a, a timeline for when you want to do the next thing? The single only, the single maybe only came out, as in the single called maybe only came out what three weeks or four weeks? Yeah, yeah, like it was meant to be at it during the summer, but like, yeah, I think it came out at the right time. It was just, but um, yeah, we like we have singles on the way, like, um, and we're still gonna be making music remotely. It's just a matter of finding a balance between like college, working, and then life and things like that. So, but um, she will be back, like, um. It's funny talking on her behalf of this, like she's like an exile, <laughs> but uh, she, she she will be back. Like there, there are gigs that we have lined up and some that will stand the line. But one we probably can say is like the, like we're playing the Spirit Store on the 23rd of December. So she'll be back for that one. Big hometown and gig. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Like we have a few people, like a special guest as well. So it'll, it'll be good crack. And then. Yeah, a few a few guest guest appearances from from some local legends, but 
Yeah, like she'll be back for like okay, some gigs. So you're dropping a couple of hints there, yeah. Let, yeah, it'll be worth. Get your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> whenever they go live, ask yeah. Derek Turner. Whenever they go live, <laughs> get them. Yeah, deadly, brilliant. And so, is there uh, any talk of an album? Well, can I just uh, ask a wee bit um, before that? Then, when you done the EP, then you went back and you, uh, <clears throat> me, you remixed some of the tracks. You kind of redone the EP yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like what? How that transpired was like. Um, like a lot of the songs I would be remixing anyway, just for the crack. That's kind of just how I, I learned how to produce was remixing songs. Um, if anyone's ever seen us live, a lot of the remixes that they'd hear, like they were remixes that I'd done before I even met Chi Chi. Like we do an Anderson Pack one come down. Like I've had that for a few years and like we used to do a Dua Lipa one and then, but now we've sort of like decided if we're going to do a cover, we should just do a spin on it. So yeah, I feel like remixing is kind of it, it. Kind of is like exercising in that world for me. But I decided to remix the songs, and then we were like, "Oh, we should put them out during Christmas." And yeah, uh, I I might do it again, but uh, I'll see. Yeah, it's something then that you obviously enjoy it, but it's something that you find oh, I wanted to tweak this a little bit that way and and push it out that way a little bit. Yeah, it gives new life to the songs as well. Yeah. Like it just like reimagines them. Um, from from my perspective anyway like or strange love's perspective like it's a yeah it's just a cool spin and then a lot of producers i look at like the likes of a um, hip-hop producer called knowledge like he would do that a lot and then even like the likes of jamie xx like a lot of people uh hudson mohawk uh like it's just something that is constant in that world within producers so yeah yeah it's, a, it's just something like i i gravitate towards because i grew up listening to that sort of stuff and so is there um you're saying you have a couple of singles lined up and all is there an, an lp on the way or an album lp so well fashion saying that but is there, <laughs> is there an album in the works do you think uh we'll see like we'll like we definitely like we we actually spoke the other day um actually before um i was saying to chichi i was gonna do this like we we're sort of just talking about like a lot of things in general and we do have like a, a good few songs, at least like solid ideas. So it's just about figuring out how we want to release them because, yeah, we just feel like it's been a year. Like we've we've sort of been I'm not thrown into things, but things have happened quickly. Yeah. So we want to sort of take a step back and really like spend time on songs as opposed to like the first time we were like, oh, yeah, that's deadly. Yeah, let's just release this tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. we want to like spend time on on songs and sort of like work on like how do we how do we put this out properly or like how do we develop this music video idea and things like that so we we, we definitely are working towards an ep for sure and then yeah we'll see what happens That was another thing I wanted to ask you about was the music videos, particularly the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Yeah, that one was that was that was my idea. Yeah, right. is that in the store? It is. Yeah, that's in the spirit in store. The, yeah. And the paper mache head thing. Oh, that was yeah. That was myself and Chichi. Yeah, we probably spent like three or four weeks making them. Oh, you made them yourselves, yeah. Yeah, with the help of our friends like Eden Higgins, uh, my friend and my housemate, she helped me with 
like the ones I was doing and then Chi Chi's mom and dad helped her but for the most part it was all us like it it's sort of like it was a thing where like we were gonna do a video each so the one Chi Chi has will be on the way in the coming months and like that was my idea but uh yeah it was a lot of a lot more work than we thought yeah <laughs> like fucking hell like just like the the amount of time you have to spend like drying it and then i actually ruined my first balloon so that set us back we had to like change the date of the video shoot and then in tandem with that we we're like gigging as well rehearsing and trying to write songs so yeah it was just it was a lot what was the idea behind it i would just was to- we were talking about the song and then in my head i was like it'd be cool if we could get like a band to play the song but like a band that isn't us so like we want to sort of build on this idea of like and it sort of informs the songs and even like i guess like the release like the massive release we'll have down the line but just like trying to build on a world and that band being the first introduction to that world the world isn't a specific sort of you know name or anything but it's as loose and as wide as we want it to be so like um yeah like the the band's name is the fifi four lifers Okay, I've seen that flashing up yeah. on one of the, the wee things he's had on Instagram. And I can, I can say, like, the band, like the band's faces are meant to represent the song. So, like, that's as much as I'll say, and, I, and I'll leave it to, to people to sort of, like, interpret okay, so if they want. Gonna be, so. We're going to see more of these guys, these characters, are we? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But it's interesting, even, but even some of the other videos, like, the graphics and stuff that are flashing up on her, are you guys doing that stuff yourselves, or...? Is he, are you coming up with the ideas for it? Well, with the what well, with that video specifically, um, this artist from I think he's from Kerry, um, Aaron Fahi, like he did the mixed media sort of like stuff. But um, so far as like um, like everything in between, like we would just draw it ourselves, or like any idea like that we sort of present would be ourselves, and then we give to someone that's a lot more capable. Um, so like with the video as well, like we got help from these two lads from Dublin, Willow Kennedy and Irla McKeown, uh, they definitely helped us a lot in just like trying to understand like how we're trying to communicate an idea. Like, cause we're like, oh yeah, you want to shoot a video in the store and it's going to be this band and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, so you need to like make a storyboard and you have to do this. And so directors know like what you mean, this, that and the other. So yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting process just like learning about like how to, you know, make things make sense in that world. So I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Actually. I thought it was great. Cheers. I don't want to keep asking, like, what's next? Because you're both extremely busy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's an ongoing process where you seem to be kind of, I say you're always finding your feet. That's kind of, it's a wee bit unfair saying that, but you're always learning and you're always looking to do something new. Yeah. Is that true? Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. It's because it's like 23 now, mm-hmm. you know, the first EP only came out less than two years ago and you seem to have taken on so much in that time as you think you kind of alluded to yourself there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have I would have used the term finding my feet as well because it does feel like that. Like even yeah. like the gigs don't necessarily get easier. Um, Like in the sense of like, we still do get nervous and we still like do forget like songs or like might forget the lyrics <laughs> and stuff. So it still feels like we have a lot to 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 develop on, but um, but yeah, like we we understand the like we understand where we want to end up. Where we understand like there are bands there that are like a lot more further than us so far as like their playing ability 
and we don't even look at it in a way like ah oh, like fuck them it's like okay this is a band that we appreciate and respect and are friends with but we want to learn from them as well yeah. that's why we're like we'll go to these gigs and we'll we'll you know spend the hours like learning this that and the other because we we have a lot to work on so but um but yeah just like and then continuously wanting to learn about like you know like it's almost like i don't know like you're, you're driving a car like imagine not knowing how to like change a tire or anything like or like even being like i wonder what it happens if i like you know change this to this color like just being inquisitive just always questioning like how can we how can we do this in this way and am i do i have the ability to do this and if not like what do i need to be able to do this so yeah and then even the people that we grew up like admiring like that's kind of their lineage and just being self-contained like um i know like a person myself and chi chi would share an admiration for is like a title the creator uh from like he'd be a rapper but he's like very multifaceted like he writes songs he produces things and then outside of that he'd like be into clothes and he'd be into making videos and things like that and yeah just like yeah just like the people that we sort of align ourselves with are on that sort of like spec so but yeah just continue just always trying to like i guess like learn more is kind of our our thing i know you said you did a course in the Neary for a little while but you know from learning the bass guitar to yourself more or less by yourself and then you know doing the beats yourself and then going back and and, and remixing and stuff you're kind of have been very self-taught for for a lot of it i know you said Mm -hmm. you've worked with some people that have along the way and you've been really inspired but it it does sound like you've been putting your shoulder to the wheel kind of doing the hard work you know grinding it out and and learning a lot of it yourself yeah but it it, it took a while for me to start thinking that way though like it's it took a while to like i guess like think of like life a bit more like holistically and being like okay what am i actually doing like what am i at like i think like lockdown definitely helped with that and like i was working at paypal at the time and you're working from home which was great because you knew what you could get away with you just like put someone on hold go for a coffee be like oh this is great this is the life but then it did get to a point where like there's no end goal in sight and i was just sort of looking at myself and and the things that i do enjoy or i did enjoy doing before um lockdown and just being like you know what what am i actually what am i doing what do i want to do with this like specifically the music stuff and yeah just like i guess really knuckling down and being a bit more serious and even seeing like my friends around me like uh the things that they're doing and having conversations because i had a friend my friend john we both worked in paypal so we could sort of like have the water cooler chats to ourselves and the stuff that we related to because no one i guess like we did get along with everyone we worked with, but so far as the stuff that we were into and the stuff that we laugh at, it was it was very, I guess, specific to put it lightly. So we'd be like, "All right, like, what are we actually doing? Like, you want to do the video thing? I want to do the music stuff. Like, what what are we doing to sort of like make that happen?" I was going to so, ask you that. Then, did you always have aspirations to work in in music? Because you were saying there earlier, but you know, when you're growing up and going to watch bands like Beach Wales and Richard Richard, and you know, that's a few years before lockdown, so that's. Is that before you started learning the, the bass yourself? Did did you always yeah. feel that I'm going to be involved or I want to be involved in in something with music? I definitely felt like I, I could do it. Like, I, I think, like, seeing how th- those bands and even, like, the DJs in town, like, how they did things and seeing, like, they're actually doing it themselves. I was like, oh, I could, I, I felt like I could do that in some capacity or at least, like, I wanted to try and then just with each with each sort of um 
stage and in that development it did feel like okay i can i can if i can do this i can probably do this i can probably do that um but yeah like it it did get to a point though like i i do understand that like you know like i i i would do this anyway like because i enjoy it so it should i would want to keep it like that i wouldn't i wouldn't want it to be where a thing like i'm like oh like once we get the next song out like hopefully we get into a few million we get signed and then it's it's all it's all go from there like it's always going to be a thing like i would do this because i enjoy like spending time with my friend chi chi and the people that i've been exposed to like they're like-minded people like it's always like from pure joy as opposed to like the motivation being like you know i want to be the best or like i want to make a million euro which would be great to be honest like it'd be great if we could get a million from that but but, yeah if you think that way then what you're what you're coming up with is not natural yeah yeah you're you're changing what you might enjoy um, if you come out with a tune and say i really love the way that sounds but and then you think but will it sell or will it stream mm-hmm. a million streams on Spotify or whatever? And you change it and you might listen and go, really what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 I know people that do things in that way, like, uh, and and that's not to say there's a right or wrong way to do things, but you can definitely hear and see what people's intentions are, like whether it's genuine or what, what place it's coming from. Um, And myself and Chi Chi, like we have spoke about it between ourselves a lot but we're motivated by like the truth and what's honest to us, like what's, what, what's real as well, as opposed to, you know, like things that look cool or like how, like quote unquote, how fly you are on the Instagrams and yeah. things like that. Like those aren't things that, you know, tickle our fancy. So yeah, yeah, you've got to, you've got to believe it for other people to believe it. It's, it's mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, if you don't, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then other people will most of the time will realize this is a bit false. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this isn't, these guys are saying one thing, but they're not really thinking of like. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you you, you see it. Like, um, you've you've been to plenty of gigs, I'm sure, and you can see the difference in people that really believe in the in the tunes that they're they're singing and the performances that they're doing. And on the other side, where people they're just fed up at that point, and they're just like, I'm I'm not even doing this because I want to. <laughs> but then it's it does sound the way you're talking there yourself and Chichi. You, you just have this kind of. I don't want to use the word bond, but you have this uh, like-mindedness of was that was that there from day one? Was there always that kind of uh, commonality in what you were trying to get out? Did, did it click? Did you both click straight away? Um, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do remember. I don't know if she remembers this, but I remember one of the first times we were hanging out, and um, she was like, because uh, she like. I would say to her like you're kind of weird. To, you're kind of weird sometimes. And she, I remember the first time she's like, "Do you think I'm like awkward to talk to?" I was like, "Yeah," but like that is like that's like it's always been a thing where the dynamic between us like we're very different people. Like Chi-Chi's very like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Everyone loves her. She's like very God fearing, like very religious, like very family orientated. And as for me, I'm just like like the like the friends and the things that i would be exposed to and the things that i would have grown up doing is just very different so but we understand that and that's the main thing like we we have a lot of understandings and a lot of love for each other like i would see her as like like my younger sister and i hope she might see me as like sometimes a grumpy older lad that's friends <laughs> with her but i'd hope that like she also sees me as like family and we understand that we have differences but we have a lot of shared like 
interests and common goals as well and things that we gravitate towards like our families are like like I love her family and it's the, it's very much like vice versa and things like that so so yeah like it's 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 good and and then we get in each other's nerves as well but it's quite natural like it's like it's it makes sense we never we've never actually got into like you know an argument, an argument. it's yeah. always just been over something like just silly. funny or silly it's just like ah oh, shrug the shoulders and keep it moving but in terms of musically or what you're trying to create uh, as the group you obviously have that same kind of wavelength going on because mm-hmm. you're talking about like the things that you don't want to do you know if, where, if you were working with someone who's just like you know I, I, I want to be the next Lizzo or I want to be mm-hmm. the next you know whoever Taylor yeah. Swift or whatever like mm-hmm. you know what I mean you guys aren't thinking like that. You're thinking we want to create something that we would listen to, that we want to, you know, we want to be, you know, obviously everybody wants to have a massive hit, but at the same time, you know, you you want to feel like you've done it your way. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Just like control the narrative. Like, I know definitely be interesting to see like what it's like to have a big hit, but like, um, but yeah, like we're, we're like, I, I think like we're always talking to each other and, even though if there may be things I want to do or things she doesn't want to do and vice versa, but we'd always be like, okay, like what do we want to do collectively as Negro and Pacto? And, you know, like what, what is it that like we want to get out of this as opposed to like, you know, looking at the the incentive in doing this gig or like, you know, doing this sort of like, uh, you know, interview or doing that interview or whatever. Like what is like, what is it that we want to, you know, gain out of it for each other as opposed to like no i want to do this because i want to do this or yeah. like she wants yeah. to do because she wants to do it so you have to you have to agree before moving on type of thing like. yeah yeah because like you're 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 a team at the end of the day so like it's like we like we need to be doing this for each other like whether it's like we're playing and someone's having a bad time it's like we need to we need to look after each other because anything could happen like i mean I, I would only speak in it briefly because it's she, she sort of like personal uh, experience but uh, she went through a time in a uh, hospital when she had a brain tumor and I do remember at the time there were people asking us to do gigs and you well I at the time I couldn't really tell them what was happening I was like yeah. ah you know what she just like she's taking some time off and then eventually she told people publicly this is yeah, what I'm she, going she through. She made a video about it and she raised a lot of money for and she's done you know, great things I didn't want to ask you about that because she's not here but yeah so she's there's a video up on on your insta if anybody wants to look at it like you're yeah she shaved the hair off am i right uh yeah she she got the got the buzz cut rocking the buzz yeah, cut on the yeah. on the night of the gig yeah but like all, all that to say like it, that was sort of like a, a defining moment and like you know like we actually have to look after each other because no matter like what you're going through people are looking for you for the one thing where there's like uh, so do you think you can do the gig today or do you think you'll do it this time or like when's the new music coming things like that it's like it, it did break down the walls of like what matters and what doesn't matter uh, yeah. at least to us um but yeah but all that to say like you know like we do we do want to keep pushing with negro impact stuff because the songs that we're making like we're sharing our ideas and we feel like oh like this can this can definitely exist in this light like why why not shoot for the stars but you know, we do have our foundation and like, okay, these are the things that matter to us.
saying there earlier that you have a manager now as well. So obviously you have to um, have faith in them that they're going to have your best interest at heart. Yeah. 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 And it, it definitely does feel like that. Uh, like Becca Maloney. Like we've had her, we've been working with Becca since like maybe like just over a year now. But it, it's always been like an open like sort of conversation. And it's been a process and like getting to a point of understanding each other because like it's it's just a different dynamic like we've met becca in a capacity where she wants to be our manager and then you know we start building a personal relationship in that way and she starts to understand us a bit more and things that we would do and a lot of the things that we won't do as well so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So she has to kind of know you as much as well as you kind of know yourselves mm. <clears throat> type of thing so you know someone's have you had any Without, you know, naming anybody or saying, have you had any kind of bad experiences with, you know, somebody was kind of a bit pushy or a gig didn't go the way you wouldn't and they were trying to mess us about type of thing? Um, we've we've definitely had like our, like, we, we definitely had our own fair share, but I, I don't think we've ever, there isn't anything that's like been like crazily bad. Like, um, like, I guess you, you'd have like where there's like at the very start when we were starting out, you'd have sound engineers that. Because we were just like, oh, like, can I plug my guitar into this? No, and they're like, what do you mean? Like, we're 20 minutes behind. And it's like, so people get pissed off at, like, just, like, how naive you were. But, like, you know, you, you learn through that. And then when then you have some sound, like, actual sound, sound engineers that would tell you, okay, so, like, when you come to Soundcheck, this is actually what you should have prepared. Have, like, a stage plan, have this, you know, things like that. And, um, but, yeah, we I think we've been very fortunate that, like, We've not had any like major sort of like run-ins, and for me, I like I don't really mind acting the asshole of the two because like yeah. Chi-Chi's very like you know like she's very reserved in how she expresses herself in that way. But if someone was like like we we had like I remember there was someone at a gig that was telling us like uh, your man you should get a different guitarist like he's not cutting it, and I was like here Mitch, so I just told him where to go, and I was yeah. just like that's it. But uh, yeah, I, I like we. But again, we do look after each other in that way, and we just kind of just like we don't really take things too seriously, even though it's as serious as you want it to be. But we don't let it like try affect our mood too much. If people are if they're having a bad day, it's on them. It isn't because of us. Like there might have been an accumulation of things that has someone yelling at you because you're not standing on the X or whatever. So shrug your shoulders and keep it moving. Well, look. Uh Thanks a million, Lawrence, for coming in. You're you're busy, obviously, doing the college, and Chichi's obviously really busy mm. over in Holland at the minute. Yeah. But I really hope that uh, new music. I look forward to hearing the new singles, and uh, hopefully get to the gig in the Spirit Store. Yeah, a few more videos. A few more. I'm looking forward to see what you do with these uh, videos and this. Uh, these kind of are they going to be like alter egos? This this other band is that kind of the the thing behind it. Uh, they definitely like play they'll they'll play a role in like a, a few themes within the coming songs but um yeah uh, hopefully like in what maybe was for some people like hopefully like it's something that keeps people listening and watching to like what happens next because we feel like it is worth paying attention to so yeah hopefully like with the first song you've had in two years is like all right this is a band worth looking at sort of thing so just gotta wait and see yeah, look, thanks a million for coming in. Everybody. No worries. Sadly.
You've been listening to the Sound of Town podcast with me, Shorsha McCann. This week's guest was Lawrence Kapinga from the group Negro Impacto. A huge thank you to Lawrence for coming in. Music featured on this show were the Negro Impacto tracks Maybe, Mini Excursions, Carnival, The Strange Love Beach Party remix from the remixed EP, and Lockdown Syndrome. Also featured was a track from Congolese artist Papa Wemba. Look out for more interviews in this series which I will upload as soon as I have them finished edited. The intro and outro music used on this series are clips from the Jinx Lennon song Proud to be a nobody from Kenkyland. Thanks very much. Bye bye.